0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of what we're listening to. Um, It is my distinct pleasure to be with you here again. My name is Josh. I am one of your hosts. And with me, as always, is my uh, very good friend and inventor of the sleigh bell femur replacement surgery, Asher. How are you, my jangly friend? (laughs) Are
1: are the bells internal? Yes, they're very internal. (laughs) Good, good, good. Um, ooh, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty well. I am a little bleary eyed. It is early here, but it is so good to be back. It has been months, literally, yes. since we have chatted like this. We have, of course, been sending each other crap through <laughs> the post for many, many days, but um, it's good to be back and... We have a lot that we've been listening to, haven't we?
0: We do. It turns out that we have a very aggressive uh, paternal leave policy, which I guess I'm a fan of. Um, but we should mention this is also our uh, special Christmas episode as it's yes. uh, getting to that time of the year. Um, yeah, so I I I'd even thought I'd, I'd make our quiz slightly Christmas-themed for you. Ooh, nice. Um, so as everyone knows... Mariah Carey is the ice queen um, of Christmas music, you know, the the big number one. Yep. I want you to tell me, Asha, who is number two? <laughs> this is most streamed uh. Christmas song ever. I can give you multiple choice if you need it. Um, off the top of my head,
1: like, you can, if I get it wrong, then we'll go multiple choice. Is it Wham?
0: That is correct, Asher. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know this was a a Wham! Original, but George Michael and Wham's oh, "Last Christmas" is "Last
1: Christmas." I gave you my heart. Yeah. Is that' the original.
0: It's so uh, no. it's it's that, and then I think it's um, uh, "Do They Know It's Christmas" by Band Aid. I think it's third. Who? <laughs> it's um, it's uh, one of those like ensemble, like everyone gets together and like Michael Jackson sings a verse and. Like oh, George right, Michael sings the right, verse, right. yeah, Do They Know It's Christmas, one of those ones. Anyway, well done. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm genuinely impressed with that. I had no idea who was second. Well, I just remember
1: someone talking about how um, they remastered that clip because it was filmed on, like, film. And so, you know, later on they were able to remaster the video clip and kind of really make it fancy again. And because I hear it around so much, I was like, I wonder if this is going to be... <laughs> I mean, that was a bit of a potluck. I was going to say, like, Buble. I I don't know. Buble's up there. Some of the, yeah, some of them have other Christmas albums that have been popular, but, yeah, Mariah kind of beats them all a lot. <laughs> Man, which,
0: it's kind of stunning. I don't even get it. <laughs> She's gone to number one again in the UK. This song yeah. has just, like, I don't know, it's 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 insane. I don't I don't understand it either. To be honest, it's not even that good. I of feel stuff. like it's
1: surpassed. It's it's moved into like almost post meme territory now. Like yeah. where you know it was loved because of the song, and then it was loved because it was ridiculous, and now it's like actually this is almost. A holiday tradition for the Western world to listen to her music. It's
0: it's absolutely cycled back upon itself for for no (laughs) real reason. The song should have been left in the early two thousands where it belongs.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll stop hating on Mariah Carey. Down with the false queen. Talented and rich. (laughs) Do you have any like follow up? Should we just skip this? No, I don't think five months worth of. five months Not I maybe mean five months what all do, right
0: should we move into reviews yeah, let's, let's. so much to my worry um the 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 cheeky man himself beer tweeted at us early in december or late november um yeah and we both kind of conjectured to each other, I think he's making a Christmas album, which to me <laughs> sounds dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tell me why, Joshua. Why yeah. is it dangerous? I don't know. <laughs> well, traditionally, I am i don't enjoy Christmas music. Um, yes. And I, f- I feel like I should emphasize why, which is the. a lot of the time it's kind of the same stuff without any creativity put behind it or... Hmm. Um, it's people who sing these like Christmas songs and have no kind of measure of faith or belief in what they're singing about. Um, and so it just kind of feels really hollow to me as a, you know, hmm. a, a Christian. Um, and so I I guess I could comfortably say that both of these uh, critiques that I have of Christmas music are nowhere near these albums that Beer put out, which um, hmm. makes them pretty fantastic in my eyes so our uh favorite residential australian muso has released a double album of christmas songs goodness um a bunch of originals a bunch of covers um and yeah i i don't know it's just really fantastic all around i'm not quite sure where to start really um i guess you could start
1: with the overall like sound of these
0: yeah so i think the two albums are actually slightly different from each other um
1: yeah yeah i would agree
0: yeah in terms of the first one is more uh bombastic but also kind of classic in theme like it has more of the um really really famous songs i think uh one or two Mm. uh, and then on the second album um, it's kind of hard to explain. It's a little more Southern Hemisphere in its vibe. Like, um, hmm. it's a little more laid back. It's a little more guitar than kind of classic piano, um, or big numbers. And then, I mean, uh, on bier's own songs, there's like references to like Sunday lunch, which is or, or Christmas lunch, which is very you know, um, warm hemisphere thing to do. Or song hmm. you mentioned Jacaranda's. Which are a are, are late blooming yes, flower? Yes, I heard that.
1: Um, which is actually a, I think it's a South American um, uh, tree that made its way here. Yeah, and it's very, very much a part of
0: summer, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think uh, I think I enjoy the first record the most. Um, yeah. It has the most kind of energy behind it, which is what I enjoy, in terms of like taking on these Christmas songs, which for so long are kind of sung kind of depressing or like you're supposed to sing them in a quiet room for some reason, but actually, you know, having some energy behind them is really fun and exciting. Um, Mm. And also uh, some of the performances by, um, I guess he doesn't credit like all the people who are on this record, but he has some friends that he collaborates with a lot. Um, and one of them yeah. especially is uh, Ella Ion. I don't know how to pronounce her last Ella name. Yon, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry about that. But, um, yeah, she absolutely kills it on a mm. couple of these songs she sings, she sings on. Um... And she was his bass
1: player when he played here in Sydney. Uh, okay. So she's a pretty multi-talented woman. Yeah. I, I need to listen to her album. You said you were listening to some of her stuff, or yeah, a teensy bit. On the list? I haven't. It's been yeah. so
0: so much to go through, but I haven't got through it all. Twenty twenty-two, throwing good stuff at us. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, in the end, though, I actually find myself um, really enjoying the original pieces that are here. Mm. Um, so there is a number of kind of transition. Songs like snippets that are like a minute and a half to two minutes long, they're instrumental mm. and they kind of lead in between these movements. They're really enjoyable, um mm. but also the the Christmas songs that Beer has written himself. I I think of the highlights on both of these records for me. Um, yeah, what are the what are they? I written them down. Um,
1: the light came down. The, the light
0: came down far off from the northern sky. Can you hear the angels dancing on the roof? They, they um, I mean, they're personal.
1: Oh, that was good. That was a really right, nice one, wasn't it? Yeah, the, but they. St- it had the um, all around the holly
0: vibe, didn't it?
1: Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. Kind of, um,
0: like it's kind yeah. of ha- it's kind of hard to describe. Like when you write a Christmas song, I guess when somebody writes a Christmas song, you can either go like super generalistic, or, um actually take the effort to make it kind of important to like what you care about as a, as a, as a person going through Christmas stuff. And I think um, he manages to walk that second line really well um, while still being musically interesting and Hmm. um, theologically intact. Um, Yep. Like the, the one on the second album, um where he's like he's going to family lunch and he's not quite sure like like being a, a, like amongst these people is kind of like it's fun but it's difficult you gotta like answer hmm. questions people make fun of you for like not like eating enough at the at the lunch table or like do i bring up jesus this year is, is like is it gonna be that kind of conversation um it's, it's really beautiful i really enjoyed it and um yeah, I could can, I can keep talking. Well, how did you feel about them?
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, so a little anecdote. I was listening to these on the way home and I was like, okay, sweet. They came out midway through my workday and I was driving home and just listening to the first two tracks of Volume 1 mm. and got like to the end of Angels We Have Heard on High." I'm like, okay, pulled over, bought them both, kept driving. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is already going to be great because – it's the Bear sound, yes, we love we know and love. And but put to, you know, this kind of advent season was just such a fantastic combo. Like, mm. you know, on Rejoice and the Start of Angels We've Heard on High. It just feels like for me, nostalgia for his self-titled album. It really feels like, you know, the opening to self-titled. Um, and I I just love that sound, you know. He's got such a warm Use of piano mm. and strings, you know like the the strings kind of like hovering in the background, yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's his friend Frank Henry, who I chatted about a while back oh okay he's um he's a great violin player um and they he did list on Instagram all the people that helped him out on this um i'd love him to put it in the show note uh the the band camp notes, so I could read them out there sometime <laughs> but um <laughs> Come on. No. Um it he's just got such a great sound behind this. Like it it doesn't feel synthetic. Like it's very, very acoustic, but beautifully recorded and beautifully mm. done. And you're right about all the little incidental songs too, like Birth Certainly and you know, like these in between <laughs> for whom the bell tolls. <laughs> that- these in-betweeners really, really nice. Well that was
0: a Metallica <laughs> song.
1: I know. I was ready for did it, did it, but to be honest, I've listened to the volume one the most. I think I love that the most as well. Um, probably because I do love so many of these hymn carols from mm. this season. And I love his renditions, particularly the "Joy to the World" one, which begins with the, like, dun dun dun, like it's got such drive to it already. Mm. And then the last song in the bleak midwinter, I love the chaotic sort of end to it, like it it. There's the noise, like he's managed to do a great job of being kind of a bit experimental on some of these tracks, like it. Brave, you know, because around Christmas time. And I might talk about this with um, with John Van Dusen. Sometimes people don't want something that's too challenging. Yeah. Like John Van Dusen's new one is, is beautiful um, and there's richness in it, but it's not attempting to challenge the listener with like a new arrangement or a new thing. And you're right. Like when you were talking about Christmas music, um, like, uh, were you saying like it,
0: it kind of needs to be unique or different? Yeah, at, at least for me to enjoy it. Like uh, uh, that's uh, yeah, that's why I me love too. like the weird stuff, like Crash Test Dummies or, you know, those yeah. those, those, those like creep knockoffs with the Mariah Carey. Like they're like they're different yeah. and strange, and I can kind of get behind them for that reason.
1: Yeah, no, hundred percent. And that's that's what I really loved about this. But he walked a really fine line that people who aren't so much into that could also appreciate this album. Yeah. Like, the songs are accessible, but also there's some moments of challenge. So, yeah, I I mean, I don't think I've listened to it as much as you have, but it's definitely been on quite a lot, and I've really, really loved it. And, yeah, his originals, things like The the Lights Came Down, I think that's the difference, Josh, between Josh Garrell's, is that S. (laughs) Is Josh Garrell's The Light Came Down and he is The Lights Came Down? (laughs) And it's a better song than the Garyl's one anyways. I haven't listened to the girls one. Um, but yeah. No, it's it's a fantastic group of albums and he did a Sufyan on us on us and like dropped more songs than we are anticipating very quickly. Hundred yes, percent. It's very cool. Yeah. No, I think he I think he and the crew have done a fantastic job with this one. So be proud, sir.
0: Yeah. I um yeah i mean i'm just really glad to have a piece of music like this to enjoy that is you know carefully crafted um still has like its original meaning intact with some genuineness behind it i mean Mm. if if i'm able to sing along to some of these christmas songs which i never do that's a that's a big step in terms of being able to appreciate this music for me um that's great. Is so. this
1: coming up? Is this chasing behind Oh Hellos? Is like one of your favourite Christmas <laughs> albums?
0: Well, if I could get a physical copy of it, I'd probably put it in my collection. But. <laughs> Once again, we demand vinyl. We demand, yeah. we demand <laughs> to be taken seriously. We demand vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that's great. Now, no,
1: no, that's that's fantastic that you enjoyed it so much.
0: I mean, it'll, yeah, I'll definitely enjoy like the the four album rotation that I now have for Christmas music.
1: Yep. Um, That's great.
0: Yeah. So I'm. I'm thank you, beer for this project. And, um, I really enjoy it for sure.
1: Yeah. Nice.
0: Oh, Christmas. Uh, how about you, sir? What have you been going through? So I,
1: I'm actually reviewing something that I talked about briefly last year, last year on, um, the Badgerland compilation. Um, I heard and kind of really latched onto a singer-songwriter named Greg Walker. Um, I really enjoyed. He released a little EP called Christmas Time Consoles, mm. which I mistakenly looked at and thought it was like about Nintendo <laughs> and like playing games around Christmas time. I thought it was like <laughs> a <bit> tongue-in-cheek. <clears throat> like a you know Christmas time not consoles. consoles <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> Oh, dear. Anyway, I I got the true intent when I listened to the EP. Um, now, it came back to my mind, A, because it's Advent, B, because Craig Walker has released a new album, like a double album, mm. which I will talk about when we record our top five in about 15 minutes. Spoilers. Or whatever. Yeah, spoilers. Um, but I wanted to talk about this EP because... Um, Josh knows that I started listening to Christmas music Pretty much since October Um, I basically use my paternity leave As an excuse to delve deep into Christmas wave But the thing which has stuck with me most Has been this EP And probably for a similar reason to you, Josh It's really lovely to hear someone be super genuine Mm. About the Advent season And this e p is completely originals, so it's not trying to do um famous covers of Christmas songs like it's um it's truly a like original Christmas reflections, and they're sometimes you know songs that could be almost listened to at other seasons they don't really be very specific about Christmas or advent or something like that but it does play on the themes which people talk about, like, you know, at the end of the year and thinking about new starts and all this sort of thing. Mm. Um, but I think for me, it, similarly to, yeah, there's some great beautiful lines in there which are kind of like um, very relatable. Like I, the, even the first song gets stuck in my head and it's got this line, like it goes... It's a starry night, and as I look up in the stars, I imagine a diff- another universe different from my own because there's so many lives, so many last names. It'll do me good once in a while to think of another person's pain or happiness, <laughs> you know. And I think of going to Christmas parties and they're just trying to remember, like, who's who or, like, last names or relations and all this sort of thing, and it's a very relatable feeling. Um. Mm. But all of the songs have this feeling like of consolation, right? You know, um, they're very nostalgic. The chords move like a very repetitive, like a four chord progression. It just repeats often with a a few small changes. But it's, um, you know, it's like the second song going, looking out the window, I see the snow falling. It's the time of year the child in me is calling. It's hard for me to express just how much I miss this. Will I ever outgrow the wonder of Christmas? And so it's like an adult reflecting upon just the, you know, the fact that even later on in life, this season is still very, very special. And then I'll only mention one more song specifically, but the third song is, is probably my favorite and has come back to me a lot. It's kind of like a, you know, like a, a pile on of like wishing someone well, you know, like I want to write a song to put a smile on your face, you know, to, so just take a moment and imagine the place you'd most like to be like the Yukon or Paris, you know? And then he's, he's kind of like, you know, just take a moment, get excited about things, you know, think about getting your spouse a massage or setting up a home recording studio, (laughs) you know, and then think about, you know, your parents that you've lost or, thinking about someone getting a satisfying meal feeding the hungry and you know all these kinds of things like he he's evidently just kind of very much reflecting upon the year or reflecting upon kind of hopes and desires and dreams and all that sort of thing and um and greg walker has more uh, more and more kind of like you've seen um like his theology and stuff coming to bear and his EP. And then he released recently a hymns album and then, Oh God, which I'll talk about in the next episode. Like um, it's really interesting being watching his kind of spiritual journey and how he's related that to Advent or other things in his life. So it's, it's a pretty moving EP, very bare. Yeah. And, um, and I'll say one more thing, sorry, before I <laughs> give you a comment, blah, 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 classic Asher soliloquy. Yeah. Um, the sound of this album has grabbed me so much. Like it's really neutral milk hotel, Daniel Johnson, even though I haven't listened to him much raw, deliberately kind of lo-fi. It's fantastic. So
0: did you give it a listen? Uh, yeah, I did. I gave a listen to, um, <clears throat> I was trying to think of how to like describe this record. Um, hmm. kind of like, like a old Christmas sweater that's a bit tatty at the edges, <laughs> um, but still kind of nice to wear it's um yeah, in terms of sonically, I found it kind of hard to stick with it um i'm not the I'm not the biggest danielson uh fan um, not
1: danielson Daniel Johnson,
0: yeah okay i and in terms of, like, the neutral milk hotel element you talk about, I feel like I enjoy their kind of chaos more than their um, lack of, like, fidelity, if you get a meaning. Sure. Um, yep. so, the, so this kind of stuff is, like, a little bit not quite my bag in terms of, like, thing I would, like, seek out and listen to on my own. Um, sure. That being said, it's... Uh, f- it's fairly easy to see the um the beauty with which the words are crafted in these songs. Um yeah. so it took me like a couple times to like keep track and actually listen because it you know the Anga Bunga brain always calls first. Um <laughs> but I yeah I I did find it's uh getting a clear picture of what's um, mr walker's writing about is really something and that's kind of where this shines for sure oh. yeah um. yeah he's
1: a good songwriter is i mean i think he's big into poetry and yep. and you can kind of you can hear also for me some of the songs feel a bit old sufyan esque mm. um in the repeated chord progressions but it, it feels very humble in its songwriting. And that's totally fine. I know that the lo-fi sort of sound doesn't do it for everyone, but I just love it. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, It's interesting because he, uh, he talks about, Greg Walker talks about um, being influenced by David Bazan, who's the Pedro the Lion guy. Um, oh,
1: okay. I didn't know who that was. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: So, so, and David Bazan is, is considered to make lo-fi kind of style music. But it's still electric and quite, um, quite umfy in a lot of ways, which is what I enjoy about it. So it's interesting that yeah. we take different things out of what Page of the Lion does. Anyways, um, yeah, certainly interesting. I'll give you that. <laughs> fair enough. That's
1: fine. I I just found that this this EP has come back to me again and again, and so I I thought it would be only fair to talk about it because I've just loved it a lot. So yeah. Sorry. Cheers, Greg Walker. Thank you very much for that. Cheers. Cheers. Shall we move into homework? Yes. So I gave Josh in my huntings um, an Andrew Bird Christmas album. Now, I think my mum is a much bigger Andrew Bird fan than I am. Um, and so she put me on to his... Work a bit, but I haven't listened to tons. All I knew was that he's a great acoustic guitarist, he can whistle really well, (laughs) he plays the violin, and he loops a lot. So, Mm. um, listening to this was actually a real treasure for me. Um, and I thought, oh, I think Josh will like this. It feels like it could be more in his wheelhouse of like folky sort of um Christmas music with interesting twinge to it, maybe a bit. I don't know. I don't want to make too many associations of the wrong. So <laughs> tell me what you thought of – is it called Oh Hark? I think, it's, called, I think it's just called Hark. Hark.
0: Um, yeah. Yes. Tell so, me what you thought. Yeah, I've dabbled a little in Andrew Bird's distography. Um, mm. Granted, that was like eight years ago when I did that. Um, right. <laughs> he's never quite stuck around for me to keep going. Um, mm. So he kind of like – goes in and out for me but i yeah i did ultimately enjoy this i'll say that up front um like it's not like my favorite thing but it's still quite nice to listen to and i found myself actually enjoying his instrumentals uh more than Mm -hmm. the sung ones through this album um Mm -hmm. the back half is mostly whistling whistling and violins um, hmm. Which is kind of fun, and some Charlie Brown covers. So I'm, you know, a bit biased with that. That,
1: that was delightful. That one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, one of Andrew Bird's strengths as a songwriter is kind of I, I don't know how to put it. Like taking these complex, um, kind of emotive songs, and then kind of making them really bare, so so that the kind of his violin. And uh, that kind of looping aspect can really shine through. And I think you can Mm. see that on some of these songs too, um, where you get non-traditional arrangements of these pieces and they're actually quite um, endearing to some degree.
1: Um, Mm. Yeah. He covered the same song as Phoebe Bridges this year.
0: Yes. And I think...
1: Yeah, Green Wine or something.
0: Yeah. And I'm surprised, to be honest, that he doesn't have a little more cred in the in the indie folk sphere because he's been around for a while and he definitely deserves it because he's a clever songwriter. He's a good singer and mm. he can play the heck out of a violin. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't know.
1: People it, like this kind of seem to just be steady and don't kind of rise or fall. It's, it's yeah. just kind of like really continuous.
0: Yeah. But definitely one or two of these would be, would sneak onto a Christmas playlist if I was to make one, I think um do it do they're, they're, they're yeah it's uh, all around enjoyable i, I have nothing really negative to say about this as terms of like um his approach to some of the classics is nice and he writes his own one mm. like a couple of originals which are um funny like what's the one um christmas in april or something like he's like you know he's writing a christmas song in the middle of spring and it doesn't really make any sense but he's gonna do it still <laughs> Yeah, kind of Yeah, story.
1: I've got much the same I just was like, this is delightful Like it was really lovely to listen to And he just, yeah Like I I think maybe he's not stood out so much Or gotten more recognition Because, you know, it's not like he has a particular tone of voice That's like mm. really either love it or hate it Like he's just very enjoyable And um, the whistling is, I, I think I don't know. Maybe he's a bit esoteric. I'll I'll think about this more later on. But, um, yeah, the whistling is beautiful. Doesn't he do Oh Holy Night, just all whistled?
0: Yeah. Which is quite... Yeah, it yeah. is so good. It's well done, for sure.
1: Yeah. Didn't you say you want more whistling, though? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Oh, wait. He's got a song with Phoebe Bridges.
0: Yeah, I think that's what you're talking about.
1: No, so Phoebe Bridges released one of her Christmas songs and... Did this green wine song, and I was just noticing on Bandcamp that he's got a new song that yeah, came out. they did a duet yet. together. Oh, cool. Oh, good. I I hope that he gets more attention. He's <laughs> great. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, it, it's really sweet.
0: Definitely, definitely put it on. Um, Do you want to tell people what you gave me? Yes. Uh, <laughs> as as the usual struggle goes, I had to find a <laughs> Christmas album to give Asher. Us- Um, and this one is kind of serendipitous. So I have been slowly going through, um, the discography of a band called the Manchester orchestra. I've never really given them tons of attention before, but I know that they exist and have kind of like, Oh yeah, dabble here, dabble there. Um, and then I realized that last year they actually put out a, a Christmas volume that I hadn't ever listened to, but I knew it existed. um, And Manchester Orchestra, despite being uh, American, are kind of known for um, pretty uh, interesting kind of alt-rock song compositions um, and a lot of kind of uh, well-led vocal parts. So I was kind of curious to see where they would take this Christmas album. Um, Mm. So that's what I have given to you, Asher. What did you think about volume one? of Manchester Orchestra's Christmas record.
1: So, you know how you was talking about song uh, albums that are heartfelt and interesting. Yes. I, I think for this one, it fulfills one of those. Yes. I feel like the songs are heart like heartfelt, like they're quite beautiful, but I feel like it could have been a little bit more diverse overall. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I got a little bit tired of just electric guitar and voice. I felt like I would love some different instrumentation or some other like arrangements and that sort of thing. And I feel like I don't love his voice. <laughs> I don't know much about Manchester Orchestra. Um but they are beautiful like they are beautiful too and like you can kind of tell that These are probably more um, like, oh, no, it's interesting. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is not a song that I grew up with, but I've kind of come to enjoy it more and more. And then White Christmas is also one that I didn't really grow up with. Um, But it was nice to hear these renditions, you know, with lots of reverb and electric guitar and that sort of thing. The intro, the 16 seconds of, like, experimental stuff was quite cool as well. Yeah um but it felt like i would have liked these arrangements to go in kind of some fascinating directions i don't know what they usually write like but mm. it would have been cool to hear like what kind of genre are they
0: yeah it's like kind of indie, uh, rock?
1: indie rock i yeah. i w- yeah i would have liked some more indie rock versions I, of these yeah
0: i i this was very much agreeing with you i think hmm. these songs kind of like meld together in terms of like their creativity there's no real like urgency behind any of these pieces um Hmm. which is weird because a lot of the time they do mix it up a lot in terms of their um normal albums so i wasn't quite sure why this particular was just kind of so um one note in terms of how it sounds um yeah i don't know I I, i was a little disappointed i guess is what i would say i felt like they could have done more um mm. or, or or i would I, I was surprised that they did kind of re- reach for more creativity for these christmas songs
1: i mean it could have been due to the pandemic yeah <laughs> it was released You could have recorded in them in december one, 2020 in a single day i yeah. don't
0: you know i don't, you know, I don't yeah, even yeah, know yeah, it could have been I'm like,
1: like oh, i don't have my bandmates nearby and yeah <laughs> i mean It looked like it, so it's um a fundraising album for Atlanta Mission, which is cool. Yeah. Um. So maybe it was more of a um solo sort of project, but yeah, you know, it's delightful in sound. Um, you know, it's probably like we say a different purpose of like, is this meant to be a standout, challenging listen, or is this meant to be Mm. a, you know, like put on while you're setting up the Christmas tree. Inoffensive sort of thing.
0: Enjoy your band's take on Christmas songs without needing to yeah. think too much. I mean, the implication yeah. of Volume One is that there's a second volume some someday got to come out. So maybe they'll they'll mix it up for that one. I don't know. But it's, he knows. Yeah,
1: I don't know anything about them, so <laughs> sorry.
0: I swear I've not. heard
1: of them. Ooh. Funny to hear Manchester Orchestra from Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Yeah, we, we would have done a review of them sometime this year if, we, if we'd recorded them in the last couple months, I reckon. Right. Anyways. Okay, cool. Um, Noted. Yes. Next year, hopefully, I'll find a better one. All right. Honorable
1: mentions. No, that's fine. Yeah, let's move on to honorable mentions. Oh. First...
0: Is a song from an up and coming UK band, um, called Ugly. The band is called Ugly. Oh, yes. Um, yes, they're kind of like hovering around Instagram and YouTube and Twitter, but they don't really have any album plans as far as I can see. But they've released a couple singles. Um,
1: mm. and that was an amazing song you sent me. Yeah, what uh, was it called?
0: Oh, I think it's called I'm Happy That You're Here, is what it's called. I'm Happy You're Here. Yeah, th- that was very good um yeah i the song is I've probably played it at least once per day since I found it um i've I've really enjoyed this track a lot, a lot, a lot a lot, even the like mm-hmm. the fact that it's eight minutes long doesn't slow me down. I'm still going through mm-hmm. it um so I'm very excited to see what this band does in the future, like even if they don't release anything else and just give me this song, I'll be happy with them kind of thing um. And then, what's next? Uh, okay, I I wasn't sure whether to keep this for a top five or not, but I've been listening to a lot of a guy from Wales who goes by Novo Amor. Um, okay, and he has three albums, and his first two are kind of like popified Bonnie Iver kind of stuff, um, hmm. and then his third record uh He was in Antarctica, and he decided to record a record and it's all um instrumental, kind of ambient kind of electronic um a little bit um like baths or geotic in the kind of vein um nice Antarctica dream machine is what it's called, and I've been really enjoying uh this it's kind of um it's definitely kind of background music but it's really really well put together and i've been really enjoying um that sounds like something i'd really enjoy yeah his third <laughs> album i i honestly think you i think you'd love it um cool yeah um so i've been doing that a lot and then what else okay uh something weird uh um i found <laughs> an irish uh, musician um that john francis flynn who we talked about Last year or two years ago, I don't remember. Yeah, um, maybe last year. I can't remember. He, so he played guitar on this record, which is kind of how I found it. Um, yep. but, but an Irish musician called Junior Brother put out a record called The Great Irish Famine. Um, and there's a couple songs that I I really really like on it. I think as an album, it's kind of weird in some parts. I don't enjoy. Um, but there's one or two tracks that really stand out and are kind of a very different vain for my typical irish music enjoyment i guess right Um, okay yeah Um, that sounds cool yeah
1: i mean john francis flynn is amazing i do love his voice though so i'd be sad if he wasn't singing
0: yeah hopefully one day i mean i'm still holding up that lankham put out a new record we shall see Um,
1: (laughs) they're also on maternity leave
0: right they're playing they're playing gigs they've started oh wow they've started playing again which makes me very excited um anyway uh and then lastly i'll cut one short um um slaughter self-control slaughter beach (laughs) dog my favorite philly operation um so uh i was gonna go see him last year during covid and they had to cancel um they had to cancel a whole bunch of shows in the west coast and so because of that they did a couple of live streams um, from like the cabins that they were staying in, in these kind of yes. foresty areas. Um, I watched one. Yeah, I think, and I think that kind of gave, uh, him the impetus to kind of make an actual, um, live acoustic record in the kind of that kind of setting. um Nice. So he put out both uh, a full video, which is like an hour long, and a record, which is a mastered and mixed a bit better than the regular live shows were. Um and it's so it's acoustic it's a lot of the new songs a couple old ones even a uh a bob dylan cover um oh, cool and i'm really enjoying it i think the like there's two very distinct vibes with slaughter beach dog and some of like you get the band kind of songs and you get like the acoustic kind of songs and i actually enjoy when those things kind of cross over a little bit more um so it's nice to mm. hear some of the more bandy ones in an acoustic setting and that kind of stuff um, yeah, I've been really going through that as well, but that's nice. all I'm gonna do. Cool. How about yourself? Sir? All
1: right, uh, I have a few. I'll <laughs> go through some of them quickly. Um, some random ones: uh, <laughs> vacation Bible school. <laughs> <laughs> I did a really deep dive I, into the. I thought we breezed over. You
0: mentioned it so briefly. I thought we were just gonna skip over this this concept. No, no,
1: no. <laughs> I'm just, I'm gonna mention it briefly. I I took a really deep dive into Vaporwave. Went back in time to 2016 when Vaporwave was already dead and just enjoyed, like, it, it's Christmas wave, to be honest. I was just, like, trying to find the weirdest junk on the internet um, when it came to Christmas music. And I kind of like the crossover when Vaporwave uses its source material as, like, cheesy mall Christmas songs. I find that quite interesting. So... Anyway, I enjoyed this for a bit of time, and that's all I want to say about it. I'm just going to chuck one of my favourites on the <laughs> on the, the show notes. Oh. The second one, <clears throat> this is much more interesting. Andy Schauf has a new record. That's right. And this song has rejuvenated my interest in his music. So the wild's kind of left me a bit cold, but this new song from his album called Norm, I think, um, it has the same vocal sound, which I really, really like when he's multi-tracked and and the sound is really tight and well-produced and it just has ticked all the boxes. So I may have listened to his whole discography again <laughs> after listening to this song because I really, really want to listen to this single uh, a lot, but I think that that might kind of spoil the album progression too yeah, much. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I've been listening to all of his other things and just reminding myself what a brilliant songwriter he is. Um, he's thoroughly depressing, but um, he's very, very good with words and I appreciate the story arcs of his albums. And I'm very interested, like, <laughs> in Josh's, in Josh's words, and you can take this out, this song has a bit of a I'm 14 and this is deep <laughs> energy. So... <laughs> Um, which is, you know, it's funny. I don't particularly love all of his content, but it's
0: interesting. <laughs> no, I feel like it's, yeah, yeah. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> yeah. No, no,
1: that's all. It's just a good sound. It's He's brought back the clarinets and things like that. So mm. that's nice. Um, uh, two ones that have to do with MIDI. I found a black MIDI Christmas EP of two songs, And they do a cover of Jingle Bell Rock, which is weird and bombastic. It's fun. Um, This other album I found was called Super Midi Xmas. And it's one of the wackiest um, Christmas albums I've found in a while. This, This guy just downloaded all these MIDI files of all these famous Christmas songs and then chucked them into Reason and like screwed with the sounds a bit. So there you go. And the last one is um, I really got into right, uh like right after we went on a break, I really got back into an artist from the Hotline Miami soundtrack series called Moon. um He released an album a few years back and I kind of was on my radar, but this is one of the best electronic albums I've heard in a long while. Mm. His album called Come See. It's brilliant. So I highly recommend it and I, yeah, it's close to being reviewed, but um, I'll just leave it for now. So check it out. <laughs> That's it. That's our little Christmas episode. Should I take us out or Chrissy, do you have anything more to say?
0: Chrissy Wissing. Yeah, take us out, man. Chrissy, Chrissy <laughs> Not Chrissy, again. Yeah, yeah. Not again. Got to
1: come up with a different <laughs> name. Um, Thank you so much for uh, checking out another Episode Of what we're listening to We hope you've enjoyed This Christmas episode It's really really good To be back and chatting We've honestly Not stopped listening Um, The reviews have been Piling up and piling up And piling up So uh, It's just the recording time Which has been hard to find With uh, a now family of four Over here in my Realm of the woods Um, But that's cool It's great Please check us out On social media Which we have been Very inactive on For a while Um, We will be posting more Now that we're back And into the new year And we hope you enjoyed this um, Christmassy episode Check out all the artists And support them on Bandcamp And all that jazz Mm -hmm. Leave us a review on any sort of Streaming service that you listen to us on And we look forward to seeing you again soon Bye See
0: you, (laughs)